Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that's true too. And we did travel this weekend. We again. did. This is what the second or third weekend in a row. Yeah, it's been kind of a good couple of months for travel. Well, for camping, we didn't travel, travel very much. No, we didn't. <laughs> In fact, it took us five minutes to get to our camp last weekend, which was really nice because it's a whole different world there, and we didn't feel stressed out about forgetting anything, which we didn't forget anything. We just oh, wait, 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 wait. Well, we, we didn't we forget. We had to make a beer we did, run. We did run out of beer and had to yeah. come back to the brewery, but who cares? It was five minutes away. That's right. <laughs> and now they have cans, which is awesome. In fact, one of the things we have the privilege of writing for some other organizations, including Janine Pettit and Girl Camper, where we provide some Girl Camper wisdom articles now <laughs> and again. And we did write an article this week about why it's good to camp close to home. And there's a lot of reasons why you would want to do so. Right. And we've talked about some of those before when we've talked about how to break yourself into RVing. And if you aren't certain or if it's your first time or you have a new rig, it's good to stay close to home and or the dealer so that if you have any problems, it's easy to get help. You know, it's so funny. This state park that we went to is like, as Peggy said, like five or six minutes from the house. And we had never been there before. So we got to play tourist basically and it right. was it was really fun plus this state park i mean we'll put pictures for you or a link to the article on girl camper actually it was really nice i mean i was i'll definitely go back there it was boondocking so there was no services and there were a lot of tent campers yes there were one of whom had a dog who was not on a leash and so we did talk about rv etiquette in our last week's podcast I hope he... I hope he found that article and read it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but overall, it was a great experience. I mean, like I say, check, check out the pictures and, and such. But it was neat to camp so close to home. It was. And it was. it's nice to know, and I, and I do know this already, we have a beautiful county here. We have a beautiful home. And to take the time to actually explore it a little bit and not just say, oh, if we're going camping, we need to leave and go far away. Bragger. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. It I'm is. gonna it's, brag. It, I, yeah, I like it here too. It's it's obviously well. It's not obvious. It's pretty nice, and we have the second oldest lake in the world. That's right. We are a camping destination. Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, that article is over on Girl Camper. So uh, check it out, and it'll be in the show notes. Oh, we also had a couple other little bits before we get to our bigger bit. <laughs> we had someone ask, where are the show notes? And it varies. But if you're, let's say you're looking at this podcast on Apple Podcasts, and by the way, a bunch of you have found us. So welcome to all of you newbies and welcome back to all of you old bees. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you are looking at this on a let's say a iphone on apple podcasts then you basically just when you have the icon up for the podcast you can kind of scroll up and the show notes are there uh it's also on our website that's where i know to look for and you can listen to these right on the website also we got a, a review that really made my day from mr pig so mr pig i don't know who you are but thank you <laughs> thank you and we really appreciate the review all right Babylon, Babylon, it's uh, time for a, a quick break, and then we have got a guest that we are so excited about. Well, we've had some great guests, and so here comes another one. I feel like he's one of our friends because we've watched his videos so many times. <laughs> it feels like we've been like in his backyard because he's so personable and friendly, and his videos are so fantastic. Yeah, us and 1.2 million other people. Yeah, That's us and crazy. our best friends. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our Discounts and Deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now, now that's Stressless, stressless camping. camping. We are very lucky to have with us Camp Rollins, whose Cowboy Cooking channel on YouTube has 1.2 million subscribers. There's a whole lot of people who really appreciate what Kent does and how he does it. In fact, the governor of Oklahoma pronounced Kent's chuck wagon the official chuck wagon of Oklahoma in 1996. He has a new book, Faith, Family, and the Feast, but also check out A Taste of Cowboy, Ranch Recipes and Tales from the Trail. And the videos wouldn't be complete without his wife, Shannon, usually behind the camera <laughs> as well as his official taste testers duke and the beagle kent welcome to the stressless camping podcast well thank you so much tony it's uh it's a pleasure to be on and uh you know i've i've camped most all my life somewhere what form or another and uh people ask me every once in a while now say you want you want to go camping this weekend i'll say no i believe i'm, I'm just gonna stay at the house you know i get a lot of camping but i do love that people are connected to the great outdoors and what you can do in it but also the fact that you you can cook to me better outside than you can cook inside you have done some magical things with the cast iron and the dutch oven and such yeah and that's one of the reasons i wanted to talk with you is you have got some great tips for using cast iron and either on the open fire or here in california you know we do things a little weird uh, there's a there's a lot of places that no longer let you have a wood fire but you can still use a propane fire and 
cast iron. Yeah, we've got around uh, a lot of places to where you couldn't have an open flame, and you know we'd either we most of the time would use hardwood lump because it won't flame up. You know, it'll just get hot. But uh, I have used a lot of propane too. You have a great series of tips on cast iron. What would you suggest? I think cast iron's an essential thing to bring with you. Yes. Oh, you you got to have it. I mean, we were we were raised with it. I tell people there's three things in the world that will outlive us all, and they all begin with C. That's couch, cockroaches, and cast iron. <laughs> <laughs> you take care of cast iron. It will last you forever, and you can pass it down from generation to generation. People need to know it is an investment that you make that gives back to you every time you cook out of it. You know, there is some great quality cast iron in the United States, and some new companies have popped up in the last three years that have went to making iron again. Uh, that was sort of made the old way, like the Wagners and the Griswolds were. And uh, that's the number one tip that I can tell folks right off the top of the bat, is find a product that's made in the USA, and you, you won't go wrong that way. That's good to know. A lot of times you can find what looks terrible at a garage sale or yard sale and and it's rusty, but you wouldn't want to throw that away. No, sir. I mean, I have done some of my best uh, scavenger hunting at uh, (laughs) antique stores, estate sales, junk sales, you know, and you, I look for the stuff that's covered with rust, you know, because a lot of times it'll be marked 75 cents. And if it hadn't got a crack in it, it's made in the USA. You can bring that stuff back to life and, uh, you don't have much in it. It's something that is really easier to do than people think. It just takes a little time and effort. And what kind of, like a lot of people say they don't like it or that it cooks and sticks. And that's not true either. No, cast iron, when it's properly taken care of or you season it well, and by seasoning, it's not salt and pepper. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a layer of oil that gradually builds up over time to where you have a smooth, black, glossy finish that you can slide an egg out of. And when something's sticking in a piece of cast iron, it's either it's not seasoned well or it's not a good piece of iron to begin with or you're not giving the iron time to warm up before you slap something in it. And one of the things that I've seen on your channel is not to use metal to scrape cast iron. For years, we catered and fed 25, 26,000 people a year off the back of that old Studebaker wagon and went all over the United States and Canada. And the thing that people would see me do, would I would serve with a metal utensil, but I never cleaned with it. And that's when we got to making these solid mesquite wooden spatulas. You know, wood is, is good for cast iron. You're not going to scratch the finish you have there with seasoning. And metal will always go against that. When you put metal against metal, you're going to lose something. Yeah. Boy, that's a good tip there. What kind of things can you do to make the cast iron last longer and take good care of it? When you look at longevity of cast iron and you you start with a a good product, whether that's something new that's been made in the USA, something that's handed down or something you brought back to life, it's always mostly maintenance. You start with being clean and seasoned well, and uh, when you get through using it, you clean it then. Don't wait. Iron will always clean up best right when you get finished with it. And we use a lot of just hot water or steam and a soft bristle brush, and it'll come right back out. And then you go back to the heat source and make sure that is it is good and dry, and then let it get hot. And then we we have started Tony using a lot of avocado oil. I really like it. That grape seed used flax seed for years and still do on some cast iron that's. Um, 
really bare and needs a good foundation. But over time, it will get a little brittle. So we go with a lot of grape seed and uh, avocado. But the old stuff that I have that's been with me since the 70s, all it ever sees is about a tablespoon of olive oil. And you can see yourself in it. But it's mostly <laughs> just clean it well, dry it well, heat it, season it. It'll last forever. Sounds good. One of the things that, you know, the old-fashioned stoves in houses, not RVs, but the old-fashioned stoves had pilot lights that were always going. And we, in our house, we have a stove from the 50s in pink, no less. (laughs) And it's got the pilot lights. So when we wash the cast iron in the house, I just put it wet on those pilot lights and boy it gets dry and seasons up real nice (laughs) and something too that people i mean people camp you know a lot but there comes a time when people store cast iron and if you store it for a longer period of time you know there's a correct way to do that and that's you know i always make sure that's dry and clean and it's been seasoned and there's not excess oil in it because that too will get rancid over time if you put a lid on it and don't use it so we always either fold a paper towel or something like that and put between the lid and the iron itself you've got to have some airflow for it to go back and forth for it to always have ventilation but uh i tell folks in humid country and folks that live you know around the coast you know if you're going to store that thing for any length of time just put you a cup of white rice in it because it will get any moisture before it ever takes time to take uh-huh. hold and you can do the same thing with charcoal just put you a little burnt charcoal in there not only will it take the moisture out but it's sort of like dr Scholl's odor eaters there won't be nothing left <laughs> smell either that's a really good tip because a lot of people might use their camper seasonally or infrequently so that's something i didn't know yeah i mean i've seen a lot of people drag some iron up to me that they've had stored you know in a basement or something for five or six months and they want to know why it's rusty there's condensation nearly anywhere and it doesn't take much moisture to rust a piece of iron and that's cast iron's worst enemy is rust those are the pieces that you find at garage sales as you said you know for pennies on the dollar which is crazy and then you can bring those back with a little oil and little tlc that is true any favorite recipes that are simple that uh like to share with people well by the way he makes all the recipes look simple yeah (laughs) yeah i I try you know i I told the people on chop grill masters one time told the judges i said you know you don't really try to complicate food and i said food is simple when you overthink it that, that's when it becomes complicated. And and I've always did a lot of trial and error. You know, cowboys to me were a great subject to experiment cooking on because it was a captive audience. They didn't have nowhere else to go. And, uh, <laughs> I would fix something. And when they come back and got three platefuls, I knew it was a keeper. You know? But uh, <laughs> the easiest thing to me, you know, that you can fix that is really good for cast iron too to start cooking with. And it's probably the easiest thing to bake in a Dutch oven. And that's just cornbread. Oh, you know, you yeah. can get it. Oh, my cast favorite iron food. That's, that's seasoned well, and you put a little dab of oil in there and mix you up some cornbread and put in it. Cast iron will always tell you when something's done on the bottom, you know, and it takes less heat than people think it will, but you'll see shrinkage. And cornbread will do it better than anybody. It'll pull from the inside side walls a little and separate. And that cast iron is trying to tell you, hey, that bottom is nearly done. And this isn't Teflon, it isn't copper, it isn't aluminum. Even though you took it off the heat source, it's still cooking. And uh, nine times out of ten, you won't burn nothing if you just listen to what it's trying to tell you. But when them people tell me, Tony, that I ain't never, I ain't never burnt nothing in a piece of cast iron in my life, 
they ain't cook long enough or they ain't cooked in an 80 mile an hour wind, you know what I Because mean? it'll happen. Oh, yeah. You leave something in there and, and it just keeps cooking and cooking until. Yeah. Yeah. It'll do that. But, you know, cornbread, like I say, is easy and it's good for cast iron. I do love to make a biscuit. You know, I've made thousands upon thousands of biscuit, whether it be the sourdough biscuits. But uh, there's a recipe in our cookbook, which is the, the jalapeno biscuits, which have some seven up in them. And uh, they get really light and fluffy. That's due to the carbonation. If people have watched our videos any at all, they know that I sort of like my food to bite back. So I try to throw something that's got a little bite in it and everything I cook, except dessert at times. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that, that the peppers are definitely sort of like this surprise or secret ingredient in a lot of the things yeah. that you prepare. Shan asked me one time, he was fixing to shoot a video or three that week, and uh, she said, you know what you're doing? And I said, two, am I doing that? And the other one's going to be a surprise. <laughs> and she said, what is it? I said, I don't know yet. But that's when we come up with a ham and egg and bacon waffle bait. Yeah. It's something that's so easy really to put together and you can use homemade waffles that you've had left over or just drag them out of an ego box. It don't make me no difference. When you can combine all them flavors, it's it's like going to IHOP and ordering everything off the menu. Right. You know, it's all, <laughs> it is a one pot meal that is ooh. And to me, there's not a better way to start breakfast than either that or the Wavos Rancheros. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I already ate and I'm hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> Mama gets so big, I won't be able to fit through the door with all this good food. <laughs> One last thing, I uh, I really appreciate how you acknowledge the troops and the people in service in this country at the end of your videos, and so I want to tip my hat to that. We do some stuff here to help out our service people, and that's always such a nice touch at the end of your videos as well. Yeah. Well, you know, when we come up with a new cookbook, we wanted it to be something that, that was sort of God-given to us, and that was family. Family has always been big. My family brought me up to know how to cook and uh, to know what to do. And really the joy of cooking is not so much the cooking part as it is watching the people around you eat it. And my mother always told me when we gathered at the table, sure, there is a great family here, she'd say, but it is not the legs of the table that hold it up. It is the family around it. And uh, we always uh, paid great tribute to that. Through all our YouTube comments and everything like that, I, I figured out that we have a large faith-based American-loving people. So what, that's sort of where the title comes for the new book, Faith, Family, and the Feast. And if people have it, you know, I'd like for them to read the dedication in there. It sort of means a lot to what the book is about and what it means to us. Because it's, um, we did, we did dedicate part of the book to the veterans and the service men and women. And, you know, we're grateful for all the sacrifices the individuals and the families made that we have the freedoms that we do to live in. And um, I never take a day for granted. Uh, that is a free day. And I never take Shannon for granted or the love that we have for each other. That's awesome. And and you can actually, on your website, kentrollins.com, you can get a signed copy of Faith, Family, and the Feast, oh. which is cool. Yeah, we uh, we sell a lot of cookbooks off our website. And Shannon, she is, is so talented, uh, whether it be on the computer or with a camera. But she's also a great baker. I can remember when she first come along and she'd never cooked anything in a Dutch oven. And uh, we were catering for a group about 200 that night. And she said, what do you want me to do? And I said, I got the bread made. You're going to cook it. And she said, well, I haven't cooked any bread since cooking school. I said, I'll be right here to help you. But uh, it was like my daddy used to tell me, I'm going to put you on the horse. You're going to learn to ride it. So I just sort of walked off and left her. 
and she did just what I expected her to do, and that was get it right. But we took so much pride in both our cookbooks because they're all ours. The pictures she took, the stories are mine and hers. She shot all the food pictures, but also all the ranch and scenery pictures that are in both books. And she always told me it was a whole lot easier to take a picture of a cowboy than it was something about food. Huh. Uh, yeah, they're beautiful books. And so I encourage people to get themselves copies and also join you over on YouTube. The videos are both educational and just really entertaining. Yeah. I, I always like that dance at the end of the food. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know really why I ever started that, but I can remember in the kitchen when I was little and my mother sort of started me cooking when I was about nine. She'd say, that make you feel good enough to dance, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, dance a little. You know, food's supposed to make you happy and when you can share it with family and friends, you've got the greatest recipe in the world for success. Absolutely. Yeah. Boy, that's true. Well, as I said, I encourage people to visit you on your website. There's a store. There's a a scraper also for cleaning the cast iron, a a wooden scraper. That's worth getting, too. Yeah, mesquite spatula. And we have a new video out Tuesday, I mean, uh, Tony, every Wednesday at 2.30 Central Time. I'll give your viewers a little heads up. this next week, uh, there will be something that is probably what I have baked more than anything in the world. And it's something that everybody loves, and that is a sourdough cinnamon roll. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I know what we'll be making next weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can't, I can't thank you enough for making some time for us here this morning and wish you continued health and success and all the best. And we'll keep our eyes out for you on YouTube. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it, my friends, so much. And Peggy, and uh, just uh, remember, laugh all the time. You need to laugh at life as you go through it, because if you don't laugh, it gets painful at times. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And as a good friend once told me on a ranch when we was fitting to break camp after about six weeks, he lifted a cup of coffee high in the air and he said there's good ships and there's wood ships and there's ships that sail the sea but the greatest ships of all are friendships and may they always be and uh, i consider y'all friends and family tony well likewise and what a pleasure thank you ken all right god bless you and y'all have a great day my friend you Same too to you. Thank, thank you thank you yep all right. Are you hungry now? I'm hungry. <laughs> he's such a gracious he's gentleman. He's so wonderful, I, and he's just his his recipes are so accessible. Yeah, you know, like I feel like I could go in and do the same thing that he did. Probably not as well. But you can't do that dance though. He, the dance <laughs> he does at the end oh, of no. his videos is it's pretty impressive. So, but I am inspired that I can do more cast iron cooking. Cast iron cooking is well, as I think some of you know, I absolutely love cooking and just cast iron is such a wonderful medium for cooking including over the campfire and this weekend at the camp out we told you we went to we we had another couple with us happy birthday jerry (laughs) and we made a campfire pizza over the campfire and we used a propane fire pit because we are in a high fire zone right so we've gotten so into cast iron that instead of carrying the cast iron back and forth from the camper to the house we actually bought new cast iron for the house. Yes, we did. So that, <laughs> so that we don't have to make sure that, you know, I mean, you could put it on the list and make sure you put it back in the camper, but this way we don't have to carry it back and forth. We've got some for the house. Not enough, because this morning we talked about getting a small one yep. <laughs> and one for the camper. Yeah, so we have more cast iron. And American-made, as Kent 
suggested. Right. One more thing that I saw on the old interwebs after I talked to Kent was a tip for cleaning cast iron. And if you have something like greasy in there, you can bring raw oatmeal and put it in the grease in the cast iron. And that soaks up the grease. And also, if you've ever bought suet cakes that you feed to birds in the in your backyard, you pretty much just made a suet cake if you put oatmeal in the grease. So there you go. So that's the way to clean these up. So clean that out, scrape it out, feed the birds. Tuppence a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sing that so bad and I'm not going to because I don't want people screaming and holding their ears going, no, don't sing. Oh, if you want to hear the song, just go watch Mary Poppins. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> the way I sing it, it's for the birds. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got one. All right, we'll be back with another word, and then we have the list. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page, and you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. Hey, 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 here we are again. Here we are, (laughs) and it is time once again for... The List. Bum, bum, bum. This time we have small couples trailers and it's something that we really like because that's what we have we have a rockwood mini light 1905 which is no longer in production right but there is a comparable yes absolutely but we like these single axle small trailers that have big interiors that are very usable and so i compiled a list at somebody's request the criteria for this were it had to have a proper dry bath it had to have a proper walk around bed or comparable no climbing over people or no climbing to the foot of the bed to get in and out right and i wanted aluminum frame construction rather than wood frame i know they've been making wood frame trailers for two hours uh it's not my style so (laughs) there you go you can have them if you want them but that's not what was in this article right we're going to start with one that's been around since the early 1980s and that's the casita which is kind of built like a boat it's all fiberglass construction I would say, I'm going out on a limb here. You can hear the branch creaking. (laughs) It's almost about as iconic as the Airstream. Almost. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. So there's a Casita Independence that has two twin beds on one side and a bathroom on the other. It's a shorty little trailer. The two twin beds also can make into one large bed. And you get a real bathroom. There you go. Numero uno was the casita. Oh, and these are in no particular order other than I started in alphabetical order and then lost my mind. So there you go. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. So number two, this is the one I just love, love, love this trailer. There was in the early 1960s a company called Holiday House. 
and they made high quality travel trailers. It's a great story, and you'll just look at the article, and there's a link to their webpage, and it's got the story of these trailers. But they were basically built by the Harry and David employees in the off season. The Harry and David Chocolate Company? No, the you oh. know, like those fruit baskets and stuff. Oh, right, F- fruit, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the history of this company. But they're so cute. They're just, and so there's a company that has bought the rights to the name and is building the Holiday House trailers. And I've seen a lot of retro redo trailers that just, they're mediocre at best. This thing, they just nailed it. And the, the other plus of these is they're all solid welded aluminum construction, including the chassis. They're a kind of no corners cut type trailer in a really good vintage style. And even if you're like, you know, not buying one of these for its vintage style, just the way it's done is is really high quality. So I've been very impressed with these and it would be something I would consider. Absolutely. Now this one breaks our rule a little bit yeah there are kind of two bed possibilities the dinette of course folds down into a bed and then there's a couch uh coucho <laughs> a gaucho coucho <laughs> which could be a separate bed and we've we've talked quite a bit about having twin beds or having separate beds not for camping for yeah. camping yeah it wouldn't kill us we could do it for a weekend or whatever so you can sleep two people in the holiday house without having to crawl over each other but not sleep together well yeah yeah exactly one of the things is they're all those dinette cushions or the gaucho cushions that you have to rearrange so they're going to be horribly uncomfortable i mean i'm just assuming but it's a pretty fair assumption and so you're going to want to figure out some sort of a mattress pad But that's true of all RVs. Sure. A lot of these in this list have convertible bed surfaces. Right. They don't very often have a a dedicated bed because they're small. Yeah. But the front window on that holiday house, though. Yeah. My gosh. I love it. Yeah. That's the thing. That and the construction of this are what really float my boat. Yeah. Or pull my trailer, as the case may be. So what we have, as Tony said, is a Rockwood Mini Light, and those are no longer in production. However, Rockwood has the Geo Pro and also the Flagstaff E-Pro. It's the same trailer, and the, that is kind of the updated version of the 1905, the single-axle 19-foot trailer. And they are pretty much the same as what our trailer is now. With a Murphy bed on the front. One point of clarification, the Rockwood Mini Light is very much in production, just not the model oh, we sorry, have. Oh, sorry, you're ni- right, you're right. Yeah, the <laughs> not 1905. the 1905. Yeah, don't panic, everybody yeah. who wants a Mini Light. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually got to talk with uh, someone from Rockwood a couple episodes back, so we'll link to that. Right. But these... I just really like the way Rockwood and Flagstaff trailers are made. Just they hit all the points in quality construction. And these smaller trailers. Now, the newer version of what we have is a foot narrow. I think they're seven foot trailers instead of eight foot. Makes it easier to tow. Yeah, it would be more in line with what our truck was designed to tow. <laughs> the weight. Well, anyway, another long story. And <laughs> But anyway, these are pretty cool. The, there's two models that I particularly like. One has the Murphy bed at the front and this is the 19FD probably weight of about 3,000 pounds and I've towed one of these with my truck and gosh it tows so great uh, it has that Dexter Torflex axle in the back 
It's a single axle like most of these, but they come with the 100 watt solar system, 1000 watt inverter, Wi-Fi Ranger, Goodyear Eagle tires, Max Air fan, just on and on, frameless windows, a lot of very high quality features in these trailers. So that's one of the models. The other one is the 19TH, like toy hauler, because guess what? It's a toy hauler. Yeah. And it's a little toy hauler with, you know, the whole back folds down like you'd expect on a toy hauler. And it has the two couches along either side, which either can fold down to be one giant bed or two twin beds or, you know, two individual beds, I guess. Or they flip up against the wall and you could bring your stuff. So it's a it's a very flexible floor plan. I'm really intrigued by these small toy haulers. Yeah. I really like them a lot. I am too. It'd be easier to bring our bicycles along. We have a one of those jacket bike racks on the front of our trailer now, but it's a pain in the tushy. It's a little bit tall for me. I have to really yeah. work to get the bike on and off. Yeah. Well, while we're in the Forest River family, they also have a brand called No Boundaries, and they're more designed for active lifestyles. And the Nobo has a model 19.2, and it's got an actual full-size queen bed in the front, which is a Murphy bed, so it flips up and then you get a couch. What I really like about this little trailer is it's got... Well, our trailer has a dinette. I hate dinettes. That's just, again, that's me personally. And again, I displace a lot of water in the pool, so I don't fit them that well. (laughs) But this has two recliners instead of a dinette and a flip-up table. Yeah, it's really awesome layout. Yeah, and you can take the recliners out. They're not attached. So if you want, you could also use that big open space for storage. The Nobo, the E-Pro, and the GeoPro trailers all use Asdell in their construction instead of Luon, which is a waterproof building material, basically. It's like a plastic wall. And I could talk on and on about how trailers are made. (laughs) But I really like the fact that they use Asdell in the wall construction. The Nobo also uses a torsion axle, but it's the Lippert version. And uh, that means it's a little bit higher. And it's actually the highest ground clearance of any trailer without an axle lift kit. So that's a a big plus. And it has a built-in vacuum. That's right. It has a central vac that you can... Sweep all everything up to a little pile in front of the little flap door, lift the flap up, and then all your debris just sweeps into that little flap and, yeah. and disappears. I don't know. Yeah, what into goes. a bag. It goes oh. into a bag. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it just so disappears into the universe. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this, this trailer has got some magic, like it disappears dirt and it has a complete queen size 60, 60 inch wide bed with only a seven foot trailer. And that is very unusual. Usually in the seven foot wide trailers they put a full-size bed and this one has a queen which i love a lot yeah it's just really well if i think if we didn't have the trailer we have we would have this trailer might very well yep i really like it and i like the it again hits a lot of points and here's something you know that when you see something on tv and it's like that finally and it's like oh like the angels are singing (laughs) this thing does not have that lousy irv stereo that i hate more than anything on the planet just about (laughs) instead it just comes with a jbl bluetooth speaker thank you so that you can listen to your angels singing oh or yeah whatever (laughs) anything anything but that lousy irv stereo we really hardly ever use it because it's just a piece of junk not worth it right yeah yeah (laughs) i'm not going to be ambiguous about it i i I don't know if you know. You're not going to tell us how you feel? I hate it. (laughs) Uh, Another... 
Forest River product that has been a huge hit is the R-Pod, and they have a model called the 192. And again, very similar floor plan to both the GeoPro 19DH and the Nobo 19.2. So the R-Pod has a similar. So if you're really hooked on getting an R-Pod, you have a model that will suit you, and it comes with that same vacuum. Yeah, we came that close to getting an R-Pod before yeah. we got the Mini Light. That's true, we just did. happened to find the better deal first. Well, we just liked the Mini Light better because it was wider. Well, that, yeah, for sure. Now, we would have to reevaluate. But I know what I would vote for. <laughs> okay, and uh, if you're looking for a Coachman trailer, they also make a model in this. It has the Murphy bed also, a very similar layout. It's the 187RB. And Wolf Pup, which is traditionally a wood frame trailer, Josh the RV nerd said, no, you should look at this Black Label series. They have a 16FQ, a smaller laminated construction trailer. That again, Murphy bed in the front and similar layout bath across the back so that's another one that you might consider and it looks like they've put in some kind of upgraded features in that 16 fq so that might be if you have a wolf pup dealer something to look at right and then i mentioned some other trailers that don't meet all the check boxes so they may have like a crawlover bed or something like that and in that list the little guy max god i really like the way those are built those are just super well those made. are really good yeah yeah and also i love that big panoramic window in the front right also the jayco 18 rbm another one that's kind of similar to this but it's 4300 pounds oh and and one of the criteria was under 3500 pounds so and it's heavy as heck compared to the others as is the keystone bullet yeah the keystone bullet a friend of mine has and we used to sell the heck out of these when i worked at the rv dealer and they have a 210 ruwe <laughs> oh, it's got to be heavy to carry all those letters. <laughs> that's true. And it was. It was heavier than the rest of these also. But that's a really nice layout. And it has a dinette across the whole back. Really nice. It's kind of like the Holiday House kind of flipped in reverse. Oh, okay. And, of course, Lance has a model that I think would fit in this. And they have the 1475. It's a dry weight of just 2,775 pounds, but east-west bed. And you can get it with a slide if you like. Oh, okay. And I think Lance makes just outstanding trailer sure and last but not least and definitely not least winnebago has found a monster hit on their hands with their new hike series and yes they have it's an it's got an exoskeleton so there's kind of a structure on the outside and it's built for hanging kayaks and bikes and all of that stuff <laughs> it's definitely worth looking at and again i like winnebago products a lot but gosh this thing is really neat to the point where they actually got a patent on that exoskeleton so that's kind of cool and that's really geared toward the really kind of outside active lifestyle you've got room for your kayaks and your bikes and all that stuff yeah outside another one to look at airstream base camp they now have a longer version of that. I remember those. They were so cute and so small when we first saw them. And I thought, well, it's adorable, but it's too tiny. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of toy hauler-like because the back has a door and you can stick your bikes or kayaks or whatnot in there. $50,000 just about for the list price of that, though. Yeah, that's kind of off our list. Yeah, you can almost buy two Rockwood Geo Pros for the <laughs> same price. His and hers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and though, you know, Airstream has some advantages. 
advantages like that aluminum structure and of course you are the king of the campground when you show up with one because everyone knows you spent 50 grand on a single axle toy right. hauler, or <laughs> travel trailer and then last but not least another one we looked at seriously before we bought our trailer these make me smile yeah the happier camper <laughs> they're built like boats again they're an all fiberglass molded fiberglass construction but they sort of don't have an interior what they have is a bunch of components that are all similar in size and reconfigurable so the same box that you use for storage or perhaps has a refrigerator in it you can lay two of those side by side and turn it into a bed yeah so all these boxes are kind of free floating in the trailer not really because there's a grid floor and you can buy different things for different needs or the whole back opens up like a giant hatchback you could use it as a toy hauler or right. they're, they're just neat it's like the lego set of yeah. <laughs> interiors yeah that's right and they also have a new larger model so if the other one that they have been building all along is too small they have listened and grown their line literally and figuratively right <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we have it's a long list of little trailers that i like but definitely a good starting point if that's something that intrigues you too absolutely hopefully we gave you some value hopefully some of what kent had to share was useful to you we're very fortunate to have him on the podcast and uh, we've been bouncing back and forth trying to get our schedule right. straight <laughs> for a good while here and uh, so it worked out and i'm happy and hopefully so are you yes so do you have a favorite cast iron recipe i want to hear it because i want to expand my cast iron repertoire oh <laughs> there's a five dollar word wow well you could share that on our facebook group if that happens to be where you are and if not come join us over there of course we're in all the usual social places but you can start at stresslesscamping.com where we have links to all of our instagram and facebook and blah 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 all those all those good social places right and while you're on facebook why don't you invite all your friends onto our group too because the more the merrier absolutely yeah and if you don't want to miss a future episode of the stressless camping podcast guess what it's free Woohoo! and you can subscribe on any podcast app or get it right on our website we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire indeed we are and uh, of course if you'd like to continue to help us get great guests or review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen really means the world to us and more listeners means great guests that's right well thank you for joining us once again this week and we hope you're actually out there enjoying this wonderful land and if you are or if you aren't happy, happy camping, camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! There's good ships and there's wood ships, and there's ships that sail the sea. But the greatest ships of all are friendships, and may they always be.